0: We, I got a detective sitting next to him, and he's in the back seat, and he's you know cuffed up in the front. And uh, I, I love eating um, fig newtons. <laughs> fig so I'm newtons, sitting in sorry. the front. I'm not driving, and I'm eating fig newtons. And for all the freaking cookies you could. Have, I'm sorry. sorry. So I look in the rear mirror, and the homicide guy is sitting next to him, and he's giving me this look. And I'm like, all right, fine. And I start tossing over my shoulder fig newtons, and the guy's catching him, he's eating the fig newtons, <laughs> and he's like. This guy's committed all of these crimes. What are, why are you doing this? I'm like, look, I got to be at a different level. Sure. All right? Now the DNA kicks in.
1: We We're back, part two, with uh, Edward Taki here at, uh, in Austin, New York, the palatial estates of my co-host, my partner in law
2: enforcement, Bill Cannon. I never heard anyone call him Edward. Uh, everyone always calls him Eddie Taki, right? But right, that's okay. Well, that's Eddie, that's you fine. Call him at whatever you want. Before we start, I know that you have
1: something you want to say. Before you say that, I just want to say this: <laughs> I really, I really admire enthusiasm. <laughs> because yeah. Bill, Bill is, you have what do they call that? Uh, yeah, a high strung, a buff, yeah, type A, yeah, type A man all the way. And I'm laid it. back. I I think we make a, a nice uh, a fit with man. each other because of that. Yeah. But man, you could, if, if you could right now.
2: Would you get back in a car, a radio car, right you know, now with, when, with uh, he Ed, about, Eddie here and go hit the streets? No, when he talks about these big cases, uh, yeah, I want to be with him man. I want to go get this guy. You uh-huh. know, I want to put this guy in prison for the rest of his miserable life. Yeah, you yeah. know, well, so I, Cuomo can let him out when he's fifty-five. You know, right? But no, it's, you know, it's it's, would
1: you consider Eddie a, a, an expert in DNA?
2: Absolutely, absolutely. So he is
1: the SVU.
2: He is spe- the real, well, the real deal. Well, you know, what is When you watch SVU and Law & Order, it's sort of anesthetized. It doesn't really get the real grit and the real danger and the savagery of these crimes. Uh Mm -hmm. It's television. It tries tries to, but but it doesn't. Without the blood and the guts and really,
1: um, you know, the the backstories to it, intimate details— They try, they cover, I'm sure they, it's an hour show.
2: Look, when he was talking about surgically dissecting this savage in a state prison Mm -hmm. in his interrogation, they can't capture that on TV. First of all, it takes a long time to get there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, TV has an hour and what is it, 46 minutes maybe or 44 minutes with commercials. Right, Right, I suspect that. It takes time. But when he talks about methodically, and I'm, and I'm, I know why he's doing it, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, were you ever in 425 East 105 Street apartment? eight, David, were you ever there? You were never there, right? Uh-huh. You know, and of course mm-hmm. it takes a long time to get to the, asking that question. Then how do you explain that your DNA was in that apartment? You know, and then all of a sudden you see the guy's face and obviously I just cut to the chase like TV you know does. You funny mm-hmm. is that right. mentioned that most of the,
1: the, uh, the people we interviewed so far have had books or have been on TV and uh, it's been brought to my attention that we're continuing on this pattern because one of your cases was on America's Most Wanted, wasn't it?
0: Yes, it was. You know, I had an interesting case. Uh, This um, elderly uh, woman from Europe uh, was homeless. She's homeless. Uh, And she was living uh, under the West Side Highway in the 70s. And uh, You mean 70th Street, not in the 1970s. Right, 70th Street. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. And... uh, Right, right. What right about a ballpark? There, um, paddleball court actually, handball mm-hmm. and paddleball. East side ball. or west side? On the west side. West side, okay. West side highway, and uh, he he brutally attacks her. Uh, she puts up a fight. Uh, she's very spunky, uh, even though she you know she was in her sixties, and um, he's just pounding her, uh, beating her, and sexually assaulting her, and. Uh, uh, she, she looked like a train wreck. She really did. Mm-hmm. And, and then he leaves her and she manages to come up the steps and she goes to a, a hotel, uh, not a hotel, an apartment building that was nearby that a doorman and, you know, leaving blood smears everywhere. And, you know, they call an ambulance and, and I get the case and I'm working this case and I'm working this case forever. And I, I start, you know, you know, we obviously processed the crime scene and, and her and interviewing her and setting up so that we can have communication, which ended up going on for years, by the way.
2: Yeah, because how do you find her? You right. We, yeah.
0: we ended up giving—the DA's office gave her a cell phone. Okay. Um, so that we could keep in contact. And and I'm working the case, and I'm, I'm just starting to look towards, you know—and this is something that's going to be interesting later. I started looking at um, crimes committed against women, crimes committed in park settings, crime committed in park settings near water— uh, you know, we get the DNA uploaded, um, and, and I'm, I'm not making, you know, as, as much as I'm doing and, and it's just pulling out all the stops, I'm not getting an ID. And then the DNA on the case gets uploaded and it connects to three cases all occurring near the water in a park-like setting down in Miami beach. Wow. Wow. So now I've got three cases. I go down to Miami so it, Beach. and hit in CODIS. It hit in CODIS. It hit in okay. And so now here's your cold hit.
2: The nation, right? national, uh, right? Combined
0: DNA identification system. Right. Yeah. And, and so we, we've got a pattern, but we've got no ID. But, you know, and invariably what you have is you have information from the two cases that you can start cross-referencing and starting to look if we can identify somebody. Mm-hmm. And, and I went to the chief. Uh, I think it was Bill Ali. And, uh, I liked Ali. So did I. <laughs> And uh, I asked if I could uh you know put it on America's most wanted and he said yes and i don't know I spoke to my victim and Is
1: it a, would you do a lot of work on it
0: I, I I did a ton of work on it so you had a the, I, I had, the I had case a case folder was impressive to say. I, I had a folder that looked like an encyclopedia and set. How,
2: this was like a year <laughs> two years after? Yeah,
0: this is, this is going along for a while. Like we're talking two years after we're, the crime. We're talking a while. Okay. Okay. It was a good amount of you time. You can see
1: how much, detective, uh, how much work goes into a particular case by a detective's folder, can't you?
0: Yes, you can. Yeah.
1: And you put in a lot of work. You said uh, your I, I case on this one, that just the one case that happened in Manhattan, that mm-hmm. lady, homeless lady in the park, you had a, um, an encyclopedia f- on that case. Yes, I did. All right. Yeah.
0: And so I, I went down to Miami. I, I looked through their folders. Uh, I ended up inter- re interviewing their victims. Uh, down in Miami. Down in Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went through their crime scenes. I started you know, looking for all these certain things that were going on. And uh, we put it out on American Post. Wanted at the time, they told us that it, it the show had received the most responses of any episode that they ever had. Uh, wow. They they interviewed the victim. She agreed to be interviewed. Oh wow! And and half a good percentage were just people that wanted to reach out and help her. Mm-hmm. Uh, they wanted to be there for this for this woman. Um, and what happened was, we ended up getting a uh, a hit. On this guy. And he was in New York. He was in you Queens. Got, you got a hit identification. Later. Of yes, we got an identification. No, no, no. We got a hit. I got a D. We a got DNA. an ID on him. Mm-hmm. Okay. So
1: somewhere along the line, he committed a crime where his, friend, uh, his uh, DNA was taken, put into the CODIS, and it matched up.
0: Right. In another park-like setting with a woman. In this case, I believe it was a robbery. Mm-hmm. And
2: uh, he ended up being sent to the... hey, Would you just stop for one sure. second? And just mm-hmm. This is like classic MO stuff. Which is so interesting to me, and just for our audience that aren't police, M.O. is modus operandi, which stands for method of operation. Perps like to do the same thing every single time because they feel safer doing a crime a specific way. And what you're talking about, he's doing a crime in parks near, near the water. Something well, in also too, because makeup. the person...
1: That's committing the crime. Sometimes they, they have a story or a fantasy that they want to fulfill, especially with sex crimes. So they're always trying to, uh, to make that story perfect, that
2: storyline perfect in their head. No, absolutely. But yeah, that's true. That's, that's really interesting, though, that, you know, and in the investigation, you're searching this type of thing parks near water. Mm-hmm. And that's, that, that's not because, by accident, um, you know? No.
1: I was going to say this for later, but at some point uh, with your experience, uh, in handling these type of cases, I would imagine that whether you whether you know it or not, you become a profiler. The way you're you're looking at the cases, you you subconsciously or maybe consciously begin through experience uh, profiling your cases, and that's why you did the
0: work about looking in a park mm-hmm. in a, a by water. You know, it you even when you solve a case, you go back, and and this is one of those cases. Uh, we ended up getting a DNA hit. We ended up getting him in custody. He's in custody. Uh, and we later found out, just on a side note, that he was one of the people that was incarcerated in Cuba mm-hmm. that they sent over in the flotillas. What was wow. it, 1980? Yeah. yeah. And they, he came Mar- over to Mar- Florida. Marielitos. Mar- yeah. That a Cuban was a Marielitos. Mar- yeah. yeah. But but what's interesting is I went back and I looked through, you know, his background and I saw, I was like, where was it that I could have come across him without the DNA? Right? Uh-huh. You know, what else could I have done differently or that I had done but didn't pick up that would have identified him other than the DNA? And it turned out that I had done this check of crimes committed in parks by the water against women for a period of time. Mm-hmm. And nothing came through. I mean, I looked at suspects. I started, you know, doing backgrounds. I had a lot of different suspects that were given to me. I spoke to other departments that had cases that were similar between Florida and here because I thought he's come working his way up. Mm -hmm. Uh, And what I found was that the check I did, if I had redone it again for another time period, I would have identified
2: it. That's Mm -hmm. amazing. But earlier?
0: It was later. Oh, it, it was after.
2: You know, it's funny. That, that's that's a that's a great thing to do as an investigator, to critique yourself. Mm-hmm. So, And I'm not saying you made a mistake, but it, it might say, hey, I did this on this case and it worked. Let me try it again on another case. It's you know? true. Yeah. But what you're,
0: you're talking about what you said is that, you know, they like to extend. I mean, there's two things that come to mind that stand out for sex crimes, uh, predators. And one is they are doing exactly what you said. They're extending. You know, I committed this crime. I've lived it probably a thousand times over what I just did or what I have done, you know, a couple of months before or years before to this woman. I want to do it again. Mm-hmm. I want to do it again. as recidivist, but I want to do it again in a similar fashion that can extend that. And and the second part, as we know, is, you know, they like to collect trophies.
2: Yeah, I was just going to say that a lot of murderers or serial killers mm-hmm. like to keep trophies. Yeah. Right. Same, same with sex offenders. Yeah. Yeah. Taking something
0: from the victim with them to remind them of what they have done. Like to
2: relive the experience. Right. right?
1: You know, the DNA was such a big factor, and you found the average person knows something about DNA or they believe they know about the collection of it. It's just, it's such a difficult thing to understand. But yet, most Americans, probably based off of TV shows, a movie that they watched, or just reading stories in the paper, is they finally get um, a hold of what DNA is and they trust it. And if you
0: bring it into a case, There's a high conviction rate, I would imagine, right? There's a very high conviction rate to the point where now, you know, defense attorneys are trying to find, you know, first they they were like, we want this, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know. And then when they realized, you know, how badly it goes for them.
1: Well, I got news for you. It's going to get worse for criminals because now all of a sudden video evidence is becoming... I was down in Florida on vacation and when I watched the news at nighttime, the first of five or six stories that they showed, which was basically all the crime stories that they had time for... They all were accompanied by video evidence.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we had the case here in Brooklyn that's going on trial right now. The junior, um, the boy that was a uh, 15 year old boy that was killed. It was hacked, uh, hacked up in front of the bodega after running away from a couple of blocks from like 10 to 15 uh, rival gang members. Got it. Um, the video evidence in that case is I've never seen anything like it. Um, it's just, it just seemed like for some reason that store had every angle covered clear, beautiful um, ca- uh, color footage, Really good pictures of the people's faces and not including the people that are are recording on their own now, the witnesses in the streets. So if you're a criminal out there, (laughs) get a job at a a, a pot dispensary or something, man. legalize it, because between DNA and this video evidence, it's going to be hard to get away with crimes in the future.
0: I know. I, I, back in the day, we always looked for video sure. and cases, but then you'd retrieve it and then you'd look at it. It was because. pretty grainy, it was shitty, but or, it's oh, different oh, now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is different. It's so
1: different right now. And you know what? Shame on anybody who still has a system that, you know, you're getting that grainy black and white video. Right. You know, I'm watching the show Barry, which is great. But in the first uh, season, you guys watching that? Uh, no, but I might pick it up. It's with, uh, what is his name? Chris Hader? You don't know Barry? Bill Hader. Hader. Yeah, yeah. He's He's a great comic, but he's also a great actor, and he plays an assassin. But he gets involved in a case where it brings him to an acting school, and now he doesn't want to be an assassin anymore. He wants to be an actor. (laughs) And um, it's like this struggle to get out of assassinating people and become a full-time actor. Uh, But there's one thing where he had to assassinate somebody, and all they had was this blurry black and white... Uh, footage,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it reminded me of the old days yeah. of uh, you know pulling camera footage and just getting this shitty grain and bringing it down to um, to get well, it enhanced. The yeah, enhanced tar right. to yes. Taru. Yeah, that was a, that's when he used to lose a guy for a day, right? I told so, the it story true. how yeah. he used to lose a guy for a day. I, oh, it yeah, was saying, a great
2: place to time hang time out. Forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> I sent a, we had a murder on 145th Street uh, in the three two in the Dunkin' Donuts, and it had the greatest video and. um, The guy matched a pattern of robberies in Manhattan South. So we're saying that's the guy, that's the guy. And two people identified the guy from Manhattan South as the guy. And it was a mis-ID. And we never, ever caught that guy. And I'm wondering if the three, two, so even though work. you
1: had the great video yeah, and it looked exactly like the guy. So that's where the DNA comes yeah. in. So back right. to
2: DNA. And we tested, <laughs> we, we sent the video even to get enhanced more to the FBI. And yeah.
1: that's why you cover all the bases when you do a case. Yeah, That's why you, even though you have something like DNA or you
0: have great, you don't rely on it because you never know what's going to happen. It's true. I mean, uh, some of the cases, you know, people seem to think that DNA solves cases and mm-hmm. DNA is a tremendous tool. But it doesn't solve cases. It's just, it provides tremendous leads and everything else, but there's a lot more work involved.
1: Well, sometimes there's DNA there, but it should be there. You got a, a guy who kills his spouse or his living girlfriend. His mm. DNA's all over the place. You know why? Because he lived there. So it doesn't matter whether you find DNA. That's where you, that's a case where DNA is going to be useless. Right. right. Yeah. You know, if you're pulling DNA out of the house. Now, if you got another location that they might have been frequenting and he denies it, whatever. But... Sometimes
2: DNA is not going to, you need more than DNA. We had a case like that in a 2-8. The, the husband or the boyfriend definitely killed this woman, but he had every excuse. Yeah, I came in, I was trying to do CPR, because yeah. you know, he, right. he had blood all over him. And we couldn't, you know, we couldn't disprove what he said, you know. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you a question since we're,
1: we're still going heavy on the DNA here. What is your opinion on Ancestry.com and like uh, 23andMe?
0: I love it. I mean, no, obviously. No, the,
1: would, you, would you ever send your DNA in? <laughs> Me? Yes. I've if never you were committed the average, a crime. I have no problem. <laughs> the, uh, the average person. But, okay. Let's say if you were a criminal, would you send your but DNA I in? I mean, do people understand what's going <laughs> Tell on? Tell what's
0: happening with it. What, what's going on is that uh, you people see this on TV. They want to understand what their background is and everything, and, and they submit their DNA so they can get a profile for themselves, and they can start... I guess showing them where they came from and whatnot. Yeah. It's, it's 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 interesting. I'm not completely sold on it myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what you're doing, meaning that you don't believe it's true that they're going through the work of figuring. I, out. I, I, I don't know. I Do you don't have know to send if a picture of
1: yourself with it.
2: <laughs> Imagine yeah, it, you they wanted your DNA on, on with yeah. a picture. They'll take you. A med yeah, you're to get your DNA. yeah, you're white.
0: You're white. It might be. What's your <laughs> name? Okay, let's <laughs> let's, let's come with God
2: that. <laughs> DNA surreptitiously from his med head. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, but, but what happens is you're you're profiling, uh, providing a profile, not just for you. But for all of your relatives, yeah, and uh, the, that are blood relatives, and uh, and that's what's going on. They're getting hits. Well, that's from why that, they
2: say which is great. Well, well, tell DNA. me how that works. So, right. because, familial DNA isn't yet approved to use by the criminal justice system yet, though. Right, but here you have is your tremendous lead.
0: Right, I mean, of course, what, of I course. mean, I know I've got your DNA in this, you know, ancestry.com, and somebody that's related to you. Now we st- Wait a minute.
1: We the, go perp from- has, the perp has his DNA encoders. But I find out. Well, how do you find out that my aunt, Sophie, took a DNA test? But, but no, what you're
0: skipping is, is that it's not, it's not matching up to the, the perpetrator because his DNA is not in the system. Okay. It's showing that this guy who submitted for Ancestry.com. Someone related to him is matching this evidence.
2: Right, right, right. So, so if you had him, got him as to a, be suspect, a family
0: member. Right. You, you might have had him as a
1: suspect anyway, but now mm-hmm. you find out that his family member. But how do you find out that somebody, somebody's family member uh, submitted for uh, DNA for uh, Ancestry.com? Are they in a database somewhere else that the police have access to? Honestly, I don't
2: know. And I don't know how, how do you, I don't, say you as a law enforcement officer, how do you take a, a DNA sample of a suspect and have it compared in what he's talking about, in, of ancestry DNA? I, how do you do that? Well, you're not, think you're, you're, you're not taking
0: it, comparing it to the ancestry. What you're doing is, you know, you're, now you're starting to look at everyone who's related to the subject. And usually I think on those, I think they tend to be more cold cases, old cases.
2: Yeah. Well, they just got they got that guy who was the serial, murderer in California. Yes, that's right. Like fifty rapes. I don't know how many murders. Yeah, all all, old cases. for they got him. My
1: Aunt Sophie sends her DNA. <laughs> Let's say. You have an Aunt this stupid bitch that I told her. You know what I do for a living, right? I, I'm a criminal. I deal drugs. I murder people. Yeah. Whatever you do, don't I've send your so DNA. Many, this fucking asshole did it anyway. <laughs> so now my Aunt Sophie's DNA, it goes to Ancestry.com. Right. I would imagine they have, I don't know, what the fuck are they doing with it? I guess they're breaking it up I guess they look at it and they break it up and they have different codes for where part of the world you come to but then there's mm-hmm. other there's an option there for you to find your relatives as well that's what I heard so now mm. I check that option it's more money to do it too but I also want to find out who's related to me out there that I don't know about which winds up fucking up a lot of families by the way um, you find out your <laughs> father, your mother cheated on your father whatever it is it's, it's screwing families up all across the country the world I would imagine but now, how how do I know this person's DNA? I have a do I know they're related, and that's why I'm checking to see if anybody in this family did the uh, put in DNA. Am I checking his relatives? I don't even know how they do that. I
0: I, I, I don't know what arrangement. Obviously, there's an arrangement that's that's in place mm-hmm. where uh, these companies like Ancestry uh, is providing the DNA. Uh, that they're obtaining and and introducing it into the databank, introducing it to the Dakota's, national databank. Now,
2: but has has the legal profession challenged uh, Ancestry DNA? Have they challenged their right to let law enforcement use that data? Well, he, his, his, that, you know that's a good
0: question, and I think what happens is it goes back to you taking that that sample surreptitiously, right? Okay. Right. You know, the guys we're following, we're following. He spits on the sidewalk, and there we are, scraping up the spit off the sidewalk. Yeah. <laughs> Which has happened. Yeah. Well, and, no, and, and but, but the first thing we do mm-hmm. after we get somebody into custody is we get a court order to take the DNA again right? Mm-hmm. so that we're not depending on that spit on the sidewalk sure. as your evidence. Mm-hmm. Um, people seem to think, well, there, there you go. All you had was a cup of coffee. What if he switched to if you don't? No, 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 no. Time out. The first thing they do is get a court immediately out of Raymond's, get something up before a judge, mm-hmm. getting him to sign off on an order saying he will provide a DNA sample.
1: All right, but in that token, why couldn't you do this? I have a suspect, Mm -hmm. all right? And um, I have DNA, but this guy's not in CODIS, all right? But I am aware of his family, or I do some research, and I find out. And I tell him, I said, listen, your nephew or your brother, whatever, is a rapist or he's a murderer. Would you mind submitting DNA? And they do, or I... So suspiciously, surreptitiously, Surp-titious, surreptitiously <laughs> collect DNA from a family member of my suspect. And now it's a close enough hit between the family member who's very close. I would imagine it's got to be a brother or sister, because even when you go to first cousin, uh, there could be a huge argument. Mom, pop, I get their DNA, that word, um, or <laughs> they volunteer to give it right.
0: for mm-hmm. some reason. Can't, but but here, isn't I'm, that good I, enough? I, I'm straight. You know, you, you you go up to a mom and dad and their kids, and uh, you know that I never committed a crime. I've worked my whole life. I'm a you know retired. I'm a great citizen. Well, you know we're doing an investigation and something's come up, mm-hmm. and you know we're asking you without giving the details. I don't. I don't I'm not one to give out information. No. Mm-hmm. For for example, in interrogation, I never use the word DNA. Never, because now all of a sudden the guy's coming up with all sorts of stories in his head to explain something. Mm -hmm. Never, never, never. But you go up to someone and say, look, there's an investigation. It was an incident, blah, blah, blah. Would you be willing to provide DNA? Mm -hmm. And the guy's like, yeah, fine. Here you go. I'll sign it off, everything. Now all of a sudden you get a familiar hit, Mm -hmm. right? You didn't go and say, oh, you know, your brothers or your cousins wanted for a homicide or something. I mean, that, I mean the guy's well, going to be in the wind and, you know, in chilly no, by what I'm tomorrow. Saying,
1: what I'm saying is, like, let's say you had an apartment building. Girl gets raped. You, have a, you think it's the super. You collect the DNA from the, from the scene. Uh, you have that DNA, but you don't know the super is not being cooperative. Mm-hmm. You don't have anything to link him to him except your suspicion. Let's say you collect the, the super lives with his mother. You collected something that
0: she uh, she was consuming. I've, I'm not aware of any cases where that's gone on, but I'm, I'm not sure. I'm just saying, saying no, do theoretically, why, why can't you actually, do that?
2: I know, uh, when, at least when Chief Pulaski was mm-hmm. in chief of detectives. He wouldn't touch familial DNA, right? Because it's it hasn't been vetted yet by the legal profession, so they're you know afraid of challenges. And this was way before, of course. But this that is huge what's happening right now with California. the ancestry
1: disc yeah. uh Well, I'm me. saying
2: this was way before that. Yes. Yeah, but so, now, but I don't know if the legal profession has challenged it yet. I don't know. I, I, I don't have. I just have on a funny another. feeling that the freaking government
1: is collecting all this DNA. They own two companies. One's called 23andMe. The other one's called Ancestry.com. They're uh, calling you up every five minutes to get your voice saying hello or, or asshole or whatever other words, choice words you choose to tell this recording. Uh, they know what you like now because you can't stop liking things on social media. <laughs> they know what you fall politically That's right. because you can't shut up about because it. you are
2: on a podcast yeah, called yeah. Police Off the Cuff. <laughs> right, yeah.
1: And then they got, they know, they're going to have video evidence of you everywhere right now. The stuff that you post yeah. up yourself.
0: Right, and they're profiling your face, your eyes, your ears. Now you give them the DNA on top of it. Exactly.
1: Just for whenever they need a crime solved. And the first person that comes to my mind is that idiot from Florida that supposedly sent out those bombs that didn't work to all the uh, politicians. He just Mm -hmm. pled guilty, by the way. Good. but I still don't believe it was him. I just think it was a patsy. I, don't, I look at that guy. He couldn't put together a, a tie, his own shoes, let alone put a, uh, 16
0: bombs that don't work. And where is he putting all this together? In his back of his van that he's sleeping in? You see, here's the thing. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm on still the good guy side. Mm-hmm. And in as much as we're challenging this, uh, I'm always looking and hoping that we're going to find other avenues like familiar DNA or whatnot that can be another source of information that a detective can go to and obtain information and find suspects. Mm-hmm. And although people will, you know, I don't want this to be obtained or that, you know, like social media, social media is a great source of information sure, just for investigators. Huge, huge, huge. Dude, I
1: remember and because I'm, I was a comic and I was using social media way before all these other detectives knew, knew even what my space was. I was using sure. it to promote my shows and what happened was I used to show the guys in my squad how to use uh, MySpace and, and Twitter. Mm-hmm. And then it was Facebook and Mi Hente and Black Planet and all these dating YouTube, sites. YouTube. All right. Yeah, I was showing them how to use it. And then somehow um, uh, Pulaski got wind of it and I had to do a, pre- a presentation in front of him, which uh, <laughs> scared the shit out of me, by the way. <laughs> because when you tell him a story, it always... Forget it. Anyway, the point is I was in front of a big boss and I had a do my pres and he liked it a lot. So I was next thing you know, I'm in the training unit teaching everybody how to catch bad guys off of social media. Great, great source. Yeah, it was uh, it was good. And now, uh, even though the funny thing is, even though they know, they can't stop posting. Right, it's true. They can't stop because you know what? If it's not on video anymore, it uh, there happened. used to be a time where you wanted to get away with a crime, and now it seems like the people like in the hood, about it. in yeah. the hood, if they don't have a body. Meaning they didn't kill somebody. They're not a real gangster. People was like, oh, why do you have to shoot him? Because he wants to kill somebody. He needs to get this body under his belt so he has that street Street credit. It's a mentality. You're not a gangster until you got a body. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I don't even know where this point
2: was going <laughs> I got, You're I got on yeah. social media. They're bragging about what they yeah, did yeah, yeah, on this that's true. Yeah, yes. that's exactly where it was. You know, I was. I just got some I, guy's ass last night. I just got know? pissed off for real in my head, yeah, and then I lost yeah, my track. Yeah, you I mean, you, you see videos. the Police department again. Yeah. You see
0: sexual assaults on video and 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 women unconscious. I know, I know. And them attacking her this past year, and and they they
2: post on social yeah. media.
1: Running
0: a train. Yeah,
1: running a train on a girl and
0: posting it up live,
1: Facebook live. Yeah.
2: It's insane, oh, but, but it's, it's guys, actually, source Thank source God for stupidity, huh? Oh, yeah. I agree, but you depend on it. There is actually another tool that is really, I guess, from a criminal point of view, is scary. But from our uh, law enforcement point of view, is amazing. Google has this like search thing where they can search an area and find out every single car that was in that area, every cell phone that was in that area, and all anything that creates an electronic signal. At a specific time. So, if you're investigating a homicide or a rape, mm-hmm. you could determine whether your perp, in fact, was in the area that you're looking at. You know, unbelievable. It, it, right? It's interesting.
0: This is a this is a good little story. If you got a minute, um, you got a minute. What are we doing? We got a couple of minutes. So <laughs> we're doing right
2: <laughs> We're talking. How
0: we,
1: many more minutes we got left,
0: Andrew? <laughs> we, we had a guy who was doing uh, gunpoint rapes and robberies, and and there was a pattern identified, but we're not in the DNA yet. Mm-hmm. And it's it's downtown Manhattan. Uh, down in the ninth, and over uh, by NYU, and also in Queens. And he's feeling the heat because he's catching a lot of press. Homicide and special victims are working together. We've got teams all over the place working on it. And you you got a major case, a lot of patterns, drawn attention. You know, you're just a cog in the the wheel, really. You know, you're doing what you can. And it wasn't my pattern. Uh, And... What happened was on the, on the last one, he takes her down a stairwell uh, in the West Village. And, uh, and then he, he rapes her and he takes her cell phone and he's like, this is too much heat. I'm getting out of here. But he keeps her cell phone. And, you know, you're talking about, you know, the hit. Yeah. And, and he gets on a bus and he's traveling through Connecticut. So uh, two of the guys from Manhattan South Homicide and a sergeant from Manhattan South Homicide. And myself, being the sex, sex crimes guy, we jump in a car, two cars, and we're starting to get cell site hits, cutting across Connecticut. And we just, we're tracking it.
2: But they're always like 10 or 15 minutes behind. Oh, we're, we're behind by hours. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're behind by hours. Because I was chasing the phone one time, yeah. and I was getting a signal ten to fifteen minutes on a delay. Yeah, is there yeah. a machine that you use to chase oh, the signal? Taru Taru tells you. What, do they give you a phone that you can follow no, that other they phone? They see it on their screen, mm-hmm. and they'll tell you it, the phone was just pinging at this cell mm-hmm. site. But as you're as traveling thing. on your travels, how do you keep getting the they updates? Call, you call them, or they call you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not that scientific. No. And <laughs> I yet, no. It, 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 this this runs very interesting. I mean, we, we cut
0: across Connecticut. We end up in Rhode Island where we're ending up in a strip club. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, great. I'm getting paid to be this in a strip the club.
2: the give you singles? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I needed to get reimbursed. And, 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 and an a even a more. thousand con- dollars. <laughs> because thousand we're hot, chief. In <laughs> and what was more convenient on this is that the uh, attached to the, the strip club was a motel. I mean, how much more convenient can you get than that? Mm. And we get there, we start talking to people inside the strip club and we find out that there's this guy who fits the description who's passing out money. Mm -hmm. And we're not getting any sell site hits anymore. And uh, we end up getting an ID, we end up getting a room, uh, we recover evidence, we recover the weapon. The guy goes, uh, he ends up leaving Rhode Island, I think he goes up to Massachusetts and then he comes back and we're in Rhode Island like waiting for him because we know he left his stuff here. He's going to come back, yeah. And so we're staking it out and, and he shows up. And uh, I'm the one who's going to do the interrogation. And it, this is very interesting. Wouldn't I, happen any other way. No, i definitely like Eddie to the interrogation. So I'm, I'm questioning him. We're going on. And, and I'm making a lot of headway. And it turns out there's a number of cases in Manhattan. And he, he starts giving up all the stuff after a number mm-hmm. of hours. And, and Queens. And so I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, everything's a wrap.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm thinking to myself and I'm thinking to myself. And I said, you know something? I'm going to try something out. And the guy's in his early 20s. And I said, this is how I view your life in three years. Now, how do we really view his life in three years? Yeah. You know, pick a state maximum facility that's right. that your life. <laughs> he's going
2: to be bigger. He's going to be more diesel. Yeah. Than
0: the... <laughs> Instead, I spend the next 20 minutes talking about how he's going to be, you know, engaged or married. He's going to be living in Yonkers. <laughs> Sorry. I love it. Uh, I tell him what, you know, what his parman looks like and everything. I said, you're going to work as a security guard, which is like the police. Mm -hmm. You're going to do work that's similar to us. And, and you're going to be doing this kind of thing and that kind of thing and blah, blah, blah. This is all going to get, you're going to want to get this past you. I said, but then the last thing you're going to want to hear is this, a knock at the door and you open the door and who's standing there, but Eddie. Mm -hmm. And I said, you should have told me about this other case. And you know what the guy does? He says, you know what? He said, <laughs> there was a, uh, a sodomy <laughs> robbery at gunpoint that. that I did up in the Bronx uh, huh. and we, we contact the Bronx and sure as can be, there it is, there's this case. Well, this gets better. You're going to love this. Mm-hmm. So the guy, you know, he's, we're done. I get it all signed off and written up and everything. And we finally go to sleep. I think we were up like, like 32 hours at this point and he waves extradition and we, we start coming back and, uh. I got a detective sitting next to him and he's in the back seat and he's, you know, cuffed up in the front. And uh, I I love eating um, Fig Newtons. (laughs) So I'm sitting in the front. I'm not driving and I'm eating Fig Newtons. Out of all the freaking cookies you could have. I'm sorry, it's me. I like the Uh, Milano. Do you like (laughs)
1: chocolate? And you like the the, the Fig Fig Newtons? Not even the flavor? See, I can deal with the flavor Fig Newtons. (laughs) The Fig? I like them both. The Fig 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 Newtons?
0: I like the Fig Newtons. man. So the guy asks me. In the back seat. So I look in a rear mirror and the homicide guy is sitting next to him and he's giving me this look. And I'm like, all right, fine. And I start tossing over my shoulder fig newtons and the guy's catching him. He's eating the fig newtons. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And he's like, this guy's committed all of these crimes. What are, why are you doing this? I'm like, look, I got to be at a different level. Sure. All right. Now the DNA kicks in. The guy committed. Who questions you? The other cop? The, the other, the other second, not at what? the time. Later, why are you treat, why are you treating him so well? Why are you treating him like this? I'm like, look, it's just, it's it's a mindset. And and it's I'll, the right and, mindset. And I'm in it's the, the right mindset. mindset yeah. um, and I'm tossing him fig newtons. What happens is his DNA gets uploaded, and he committed another sexual assault down in the seventh, down around Pitch Street and Stanton, near, a precinct. Yeah, right, yeah. near the precinct. Yeah, right near the precinct. And the guy who he committed the crime with. Was connected to other sexual assaults and a whole series of armed robberies up in the Upper West Side. Wow. In the 2 0. So, the, you know, the DA's talking to the lawyer, the lawyer's talking to the DA, defense attorney. They bring him into a conference room uh, down, you know, at 80 Center Street, in Manhattan DA's office. And the guy walks in. And he's like, hi, Eddie. <laughs> 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 you like big newtons, son. you big newtons. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy says to me, you're like, the, guy's, the, 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 the attorney's like rolling his eyes. He's like, oh, God. Oh, no. And he agrees the that The defense attorney? Yeah. Oh, that's, and yeah, he agrees- That's not good for him. That he's going to cooperate on this one case. They cut a deal on the one case. Mm. And so he, we throw him in a car, and, it, and it's a guy from robbery, and it's my old partner, Alan- and myself, we get in the car with the perp, and he's trying to show us places where he was connected to this guy. So we end up. The up guy that he was doing the other assaults that he did the other assaults, did? right? Okay. But okay. he wasn't doing the other robberies with him. The guy was doing them all on his own. Okay. But the guy's he only did one the with the guy is not ID'd for the robbery. The guy is definitely not ID'd. Okay. Mm-hmm. His DNA is not in the data bank for the three cases. You know, we don't have we have no leads on this. And we're we're driving up past the old Yankee Stadium, and the guy says to me, "I always wanted a Yankee hat." And I, I wasn't driving, of Daddy. course. Daddy. And I said, pull the car over. Mm-hmm. And I walked over. I dropped like 20 bucks, whatever it was. I, I bought a Yankee hat. I went in over and I smacked, snapped it on his head. I said, now you got a Yankee hat. Mm-hmm. And he gave us information. We ended up finding that second guy. Wow. He took a plea, I think, of like 34 to life. Beautiful. And, and the second piece, who we never would have identified for quite a while, I don't think, took 25 to life on that.
2: You know, for all you young detectives out there, aspiring detectives, this is why you treat a perp good. Yeah. yeah. right. Looks I like used to got. have, um,
1: I was a Met fan, and I had, a conf- I had one guy I had to pull a confession out of, but he had a Yankee hat on. So I worked with a guy, I said, hey, let me borrow a Yankee hat for a second. Mm-hmm. So I put my Yankee hat on when I talked to him. Yeah. Oh, no, it was a, uh, I couldn't, it was a jersey. I put on Well he had the hat on Mm Because you know We can do that You know You're a detective You can come in with it Oh shit And then we just started I know a lot about baseball So we just started talking about baseball Great About the Yankees And even though I hate the Yankees um, I I swallowed it that day I put on the, the I think I actually have a Polaroid picture with me Wearing that thing because everybody was like, oh, you're going to go on fire. Your body's going to you're gonna break out in hives because you're wearing it.
2: <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. Whatever you got to do, man. That's you know, exactly, whatever you got to yeah. do. what's so fascinating? And I, I always admired uh, the detectives from Special Victims. Not all of them, but mm-hmm. the best ones were the very best on the job, I thought. And I remember John Savino. Excellent was detective. The first grade, he was, I thought was an amazing detective. And he actually wrote a book called The Rape Investigation Handbook. And I asked him one time, because I'm a student of life as well as of criminal justice, I said, John, tell me about your interrogation technique. Mm-hmm. And he says, well, he goes, I like to start when they woke up in the morning and to go through their day okay, and have them go right through their day till the very time of the crime. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times, you know, they can't remember, like they'll, they can't remember little things or they will remember little things. And then all of a sudden they get to the time, and then they can't remember anything. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, so you get a feel as to, are they telling the truth? Mm-hmm. No, you know, you're lying, because from 8 o'clock in the morning till 5, you were so sharp. You knew everybody... At the time of the crime, all of a sudden you couldn't remember shit. Right. So, and then he would challenge the guy with that. And I was like, you know, this is a thinking, smart, methodical detective. It is. And you use the psychological ploys that are mm-hmm. brilliant. I mean, and you had your own style. And lots of detectives, even in homicide, some of the very best, Joe the Lip. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, Joe, Joe yeah. Trenton. Yes, I, I used to just love watching him interrogate people. There's so many you different know? facets yeah. to
1: investigative work because you have the, uh, the guy guy who can is great at going out and, and collecting a- evidence in the street you know what i'm saying uh, right. i used to work with a guy and a whole bunch of little papers there's all, all his cases in like ripped up shredded pieces of paper him talking to people on the street and there was a thousand of them i never even knew how he was going to collect it together and, and make if a case you're going to
2: be complimentary you can even say the guy's name if you want no, I'm gonna. Stay right, off you can of hold off if you want.
1: Because it, w- it wasn't really that skilled. That uh, I didn't feel like he was a good interrogator. That's <laughs> why my point was: you can be, you can have a certain skill set. It's almost like when you uh, when you grade a, a basketball player, you go moves good to his right, weak to his left. Oh, yeah. um, right. You know, has a great uh, 13 foot jump shot. Uh, not good going to the hole. Great rebound. You know, you, bre- you break no, it understand. down, and then like there's some guys who score off the charts on everything and either the best investigators are going to be the ones that are really good at every aspect of the investigation,
0: Mm -hmm. you know, have all the tools. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that's, that's a biggie. That's a biggie. Getting the, even though the confessions, especially because we talked about this earlier about just the sentiment with law enforcement and nobody believing the cops anymore. I don't really know how effective a confession is. Uh, I don't think it could stand on its own anymore at all. But you put that with DNA. You put that with some video that might not be the best, whatever. Now you got a complete case like right. you're you are talking about. You
2: know, you put that with common sense because, mm-hmm. you know, jurors still have to have some common sense. And, you know, they you hope. See, you hope, yeah. The way they use coercion, though, now, the way they throw that out on every single confession, no matter mm-hmm. what it is. And all felonies are victims. It's always, now. oh, the, the
1: right. yeah, the, the, he was coerced. Yeah. How many hours was he sitting uh, there? Did he have to maybe pee did he once? Have his
2: coloring book. Did
0: he have right. you, know, you know? His you, med hat. <laughs> you, you, you look back at the interrogations, and and the reality is, coercion is not really part of a successful program. No, nobody's coerced. Nobody's pressuring, pressuring, pressuring. It's just it's just methodically going through things and looking for an opening, and not letting somebody, you know, I wasn't even there. Well, you can't obviously go. To B, if you can't get them at A, yeah. So, but you
1: say that but you're and there's, still a, there's a whole show on Netflix that I was watching based off of uh, false confessions. That you know, you take them. I think there's three cases, especially from this one particular town somewhere where they fucked up three homicides, and it was the most of it was based off of sh- uh, bullshit interrogations, leaving the person sitting there Shoddy for force, sixteen really? hours. Right. Um, Mixing them up, getting them tired Promising them they were going to go home Food, this, that, and the other There's a way to do it And there's a way to like, you know Because these two kids that I'm talking about If anybody's seen the Netflix special they, bought, they both wound up confessing But basically to one thing Or agreeing They had one thing in common And then um, They had, you know in, in between their two stories And the rest of it was a disaster But these detectives oh. they, they chose to just focus on one uh, That one aspect of it And rode that the whole way And Mm -hmm. it wound up getting convicted and uh, the the DNA, I think, saved them in the end. But um, just the fact that that could happen, you know, there's different ways to do the confessions. And maybe that's why the general public doesn't trust them as much as they used to. But it's also because there's so much other evidence out there now.
0: DNA expanded, blew it up. You You know, we go to sex crimes. Everyone expects there to be DNA. And and that's that's a problem also, because many times there isn't DNA in a sex crimes case.
2: That's, they call that the CSI effect, mm-hmm. right? From That's exactly CSI. what they call it. Everyone thinks that there's got to be physical evidence in every single case. Well, that's and because it's, it's, they it's a,
1: hear stuff like you can't enter a room and exit a room without leaving DNA behind. So if they were there, that's just right, one of right. the things that comes ro- along early on when you're learning about DNA. Oh, did you know that you can't come in? You can't... You're going to leave something. If your skin cells, or hair is going to fall off, there's going to be something there. The only question is, you might not find it.
2: Well, you know, we right. had a case where, uh, I mentioned before, that 90-year-old Holocaust survivor was murdered in his apartment. Mm-hmm. And crime scene went through that apartment, didn't lift a single fingerprint. And I was oh. like, how is this possible, you know? But it is. Were, it is. Yeah, it is. I'm and not it playing did. Crime scene. It happened. I mean, it did happen. But Smears. Yeah. They, they just what? did oily fingers. Mears. usable <laughs> fingerprints, you know? And the, a jury doesn't want to hear that.
0: No. Know? And, you know, not only is the effect uh, that everybody expects to have this in a case, but now with, you know, when the DNA all started to develop and everything, it changed or it, yeah, it changed the way we process crime scenes. I mean, crime scenes were always processed, and they always did a thorough job. And it was always tremendous jobs that I had with uh, detectives that came from the crime, crime scene unit. Yeah. Um, but it became, you know, we're going to take it to the next level, and we did because you started looking for even more possible places where we could obtain DNA. Right. And and some of it was successful. You know. Yeah, the guy, I remember he was going through uh, the credit cards. You know, he had the victim yeah, shower.
2: where to find Afterwards, yeah. and he tried
0: to eliminate all of his evidence. Yes. But at the same time, he was going through credit cards at one point. Right. And, you know, we that, obtained you know, evidence from the credit said card. That
2: because that is why an interview of a victim is so important. Critical. To find out every single thing the perpetrator mm-hmm. did. And you hit it on the head. Yeah. You wouldn't know that unless you interviewed her. She said, yeah, he started going through my credit cards right and there's another place you get a fingerprint or dna from mm-hmm. right unbelievable sex crimes is um like that i
1: <laughs> i appeared on law and order s for you by the way <laughs> just a little plug for mark <laughs> you got
2: any other shows you want to plug while we're, uh...
1: i was uh i played uh was george the evidence clerk <laughs> the da's office yeah man <laughs> I auditioned 20 years for that part. <laughs> no, because Law and Order's been on the air forever. Yeah, and like, as an actor in New York City, they say you're never, uh, you not an actor in New York until you've been on Law, Law & Order. Order. right? And I had done other shows, much bigger parts, too. But um, after like auditioning 20 times, at least once a year for 20 years between <laughs> all the different shows and never getting in, a lot of times it was a part for a cop, right. one mm-hmm. line, and I was a cop. I was just like, just give me the part. What the... What are we doing here? Do One do line, part, right? Normal? I'm in shape. I look like you know. Just give me the parts. So I can say it's I got the hair. it. Hair?
2: Right. Is it the hair?
1: But I, I got it. I, I, I wound up getting it. So, um, what do
0: you do? You ever, you ever watch the show? You know, I did in the beginning, uh, but then it was like you're going home from work. And you're putting on work? Yeah, 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 yeah. I can see that, yeah. Honestly, I'd rather watch Cheers or something back Uh in the day or MASH or something. I mean, I just can't picture going home, throwing on the TV too often and, you know, watching the show. Although in the beginning, I remembered when they were putting that show together, they came to our office. I don't know if you remember this. And they stayed in our office for a few months and uh, maybe a month or two. And they were filming us. They were watching how we interacted, you know. And uh, just to try to get that whole feel. And they've taken pictures and whatnot. And, uh, you know, this is a funny side story because I had a... a when I worked in a DA's office after I worked in sex crimes, doing sex crimes, uh, I had a paralegal and she was coming into work on the subway. And there was a woman next to her with a, a binder open. And the woman was flipping through photos and it was all photos of me. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and she were... said, do you, you mind? I, I, I work... For this guy. I mean, she didn't work for me. She worked for the DA's office. Mm-hmm. And uh, she says, Oh, yeah, you know, he's one of our character references for uh, mm-hmm. law sex trafficking. Probably crimes, based on um,
1: victims.
0: Yeah, of course. I mean, right. what
1: else are you going to do? hmm.
0: But, uh, you know, have you, you ever watched a the cases. show
1: and, and saw a
0: case that you were involved in on the show? That's right. Sure that just happened about plenty of times. It, we used to sit there and look and say, Hey, you know, John, that's Sandy, that's your case. John, that's your case. Oh, mm-hmm. look at these cases. because
2: the They pay attention. At it for free. Yeah. They're making millions, and they got these cases for free. That's well, they're just watching the news. That's exactly what they're doing. Yeah. They're not interviewing. They're not asking you about the case. No, nah, they, yeah. they interview people about the case. In fact, the the, the, um, the detectives, the double murder that we had on, uh, in the 2-3 on um, East 102nd Street on December 1st, 2001. Before I knew that That was on Law & Order Someone mm-hmm. gave that really? to him A detective I oh. know who it is But it wasn't even From the 2-3 He gave that case To Law and & Order And I was okay. like so, you know. Why did it make mm-hmm. the paper? Oh it was in the There was a front page story it was No I mean story. my
1: argument Is that they, they see it And if they reach out they like Anybody want to help us we wanted, we, we We're we interested in this case yeah, so
2: Obviously somebody's Going like, to be like I'll do it The press never knows The real story you know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They don't care They just no. want to Buff out Yeah, yeah
0: you, you love When you sit And you read an article On something You're working And you're like oh that's wrong and that's wrong and well it's mostly wrong but i mean we, we that,
1: have you ever read a, a story in the paper that uh, that totally they wrong. got it right uh, i'm sure they have we, no because you, know. you go to a crime scene and you want to interview mm-hmm. the cops will never talk to you so you know. you're getting everything hearsay from somebody that oh i know somebody somebody told me that digs mm-hmm. and that's what uh, these reporters are basing their case on i mean not that they have an o- another option they got to produce something right you know what i'm saying and if mm-hmm. the cops won't talk to them what are they going to do yeah.
2: We had a, a double murder in the 2-3 with this girl, 17-year-old girl, and her boyfriend, Connie Lung. She was Asian, and her boyfriend was black Haitian. They murdered both her parents and threw them in the East River. Wow. And there was tremendous interest later on to like for it to be on all kinds of different shows. And they only wanted it because they thought there was a racial angle. That okay, the parents didn't accept him, and that's why they murdered him. And, they all, and even the Times printed that, and we told the Times, that's not true. We don't mm-hmm. know where you got that from. You guys mm-hmm. made that up. And the Times, oh, no, so-and-so. No, no, you're lying. You mm-hmm. made that up. Right. And you can really see where the press just makes stuff up. Mm-hmm. On that's that's annoying agenda. that we get this. The race yeah. thing is such a It's just a bait. They made and, it up. They totally what made it What do we call it? In, click thing? Yeah.
1: It'll make you uh, look at the stories, and that's all that you want to do now Is wh- because all these stories are all, all going on Facebook, on yeah, social media. That's true. And it's clickbait. Right. What is going to interest
2: you, another racist story? I just got a call about that case about two months ago, and there, uh, another TV this, wanted to do that case. Mm-hmm. And she goes, oh, this ha-, I said, that never happened. Mm-hmm. She goes, mm-hmm. but the New-, I said, I don't care what the New York Times said. They made that up. That mm-hmm. was not a factor in the case. Right. You know, so then they weren't interested in it anymore. <laughs> I had some
1: show called me up and they wanted to do uh, talk to cops about guns. So they were like, what do you feel about guns? I says, well, I never carry off duty. I'm not a big fan of guns. Um, I did it for my job. It was part of my costume. What else do you need to know? And they're like, oh, you don't? you're against shooting people. Yeah. Oh, yeah 100% I never wanted to shoot anybody What are you a fucking well, idiot who wants to shoot But of co- obviously yeah. I didn't get the part But yeah. they wanted this right. overzealous yes, Over the top guy so Who's gonna say stupid like shit On their yeah. reality
0: show yeah. It wasn't gonna be me yeah. I mean it's not It's not sex crimes related But I can remember being at a A fire That was again over in the 13th I don't know why I was there uh, But I was in uniform And you saw the press You know interviewing people mm-hmm. Regarding the fire I think there was a fatality Yeah and it might have even been um like like a hotel where they stored they kept people uh that they didn't couldn't put them in shelters and stuff sure. it's like a a hostel a hostel set up and as they're interviewing people they're like okay and and they're pre-interviewing people and they're like okay they, they get, get in, the camera get straight they are getting a tryout. They get a tryout <laughs> and they're like okay Are you ready? Yes. Oh, I can't believe what happened and crying. This one died. Blah, 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 blah. And, you know, they're doing the interview and she's doing a phenomenal job. And they're like, okay, cut. And the person was fine again. Like yeah, thank you. Yeah, That's exactly like, what we're looking
2: for. It's like Anderson Cooper standing in three feet of water in New Orleans when there was only two inches of rain. Remember right, right. Yes, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, they're setting the stage
1: up with the with the military. Yeah, uh, yeah. The shoot. Uh, the, yeah. the, the the soldiers are fighting in the background, and yeah, they yeah. open the scene up a little bit more. And he gets, <laughs> yeah. they're crying, they're creating stories yes. because they're not news anymore. Right it's right not now. news. It's it's uh, entertainment. Picking up you know, picking up these stories and running with them in a, opinion pieces. You got four blowhards sitting in a room talking. About the same shit. It's not even, it's not even really happening. Yeah. This is what happened with the Mueller case. All these stations, they can't let go of the fact uh, that there was no uh, the collusion.
0: Yeah, no, <laughs> no collusion, no obstruction. Sometimes I wonder how many of the articles are written in advance. And then they go around and they just find a couple well, of soundbite interviews. They exonerated
1: Hillary Clinton before they it. even interviewed yeah, her. There was, was a drawn-up letter letting her off the hook before they even. The date was on there. That <laughs> fucking idiot Comey. That's the leader of the FBI, yeah, by the way. You know. Your fearless leader. That fucking idiot. <laughs> He's dating a letter.
2: Yeah, leaving a paper yeah.
1: trail of stupid notes.
2: <laughs> what an idiot that guy was. We don't want to get too political to the right or too to the uh, left. Yeah. I'm not, we'll listen, right I'm not, I'm just you know? listen.
1: The facts are the fact. That guy fucked everything up. Yeah. He came out uh, two weeks before the the election and and buried Hillary Clinton. That right, was the yeah. last nail in her coffin. Where did that come from? Well, why why were you covering your ass? Remember that? Yeah, right the right before a lot that, of
0: mistakes were made. That was well, a you, huge you know, mistake. You, know, you talk about Bill and sex crimes. Yeah. And, you know, depending on, you know, the political agenda at the time, depends on whether, you know, you're a real victim or or you're just somebody who's harassing somebody. Well, well, why did you bring that up again? Because too often lately with sex crimes cases, it depends on the political agenda at the moment Mm -hmm. to determine whether the victim is believable or not. Yes. Yeah. Instead of just let the investigation be conducted. Let's look at this thoroughly.
1: Well, Joe Biden's Biden's being raked over the coals right now because of his treatment of Anita Hill. When he was, um, he was the per, the per, uh, person.
2: He was interviewing the politician him. in charge mm-hmm. of yeah. that charade,
1: yeah. whatever uh, freaking group they had. That he was the one in, in charge, but he's the, basically the one that could
2: have put a halt until what they did to that poor but lady. But you know, is they're trying to also apply standards from 30 years ago on today's standards, and you can't do that. Mm-hmm. And, and you well, know, they, they've destroyed people from look. The, the Supreme Court justice, they talking about what he did when he was 16 years old. I mean, that was disgusting. It's well, it's political. I mean, yeah. it all comes down to political. And when, when when you're, th- fun, you're, you're when
1: fighting. There's an Italian it comes to-
2: expression there. What goes around Comes around right? uh-huh. And you, right. one day You're going to be The questioner Next day You're going to be The perp All these
1: guys They're all sitting right. At a table man They're playing A high stakes game Of poker yeah. You know And that, when you decide To play Sit at that table You're basically Giving up everybody My family My friends You're all in Fuck them I don't give a shit This is about me And power yeah. Ask Avenatti About that That lawyer <laughs> <laughs> He wanted yeah. to sit Down at that, t- yeah, he he, at he that table He folded in one hand He took everything He got They threw him Out of his office Where he worked Do you know that He had a plane now, obviously, the guy doesn't own the freaking plane, no but this money. is the way the government works, right? Plane is worth like uh, $4.1 million. And when you get involved in buying one of these planes, you usually go in and buy uh, with a group of people that also have money. So and let's say 10 of us get in, and we buy this plane, right. we put down a certain amount, and then there's a calendar that goes around when you need it. You you'll sign your name up, and depending, uh, I don't know how that works, but either way. The but guy, you'd like to. The guy stopped paying his. Is in. So they cut him out of the deal. That didn't matter, though, because he, at one point, maybe they didn't sign the dot and cross the T's that he's officially out. But they confiscated that plane the government. Okay, and that plane obviously there's all these other people attached to it that are pissed the fuck off <laughs> because now that thing is part of a case and sitting on a runway somewhere. Maybe the government's using it. I don't know. Yeah, I, they might be. But <laughs> he lost his fucking plane, man. He lost his plane. <laughs> he lost his office. He lost his license. He lost his client. He, he's going to jail. He's going. He's got like 33 counts to get him, against him on two different cases. Like one's 16, the other one's 38, 33 counts. <laughs> okay, he should have never sat down at that table, man.
2: No, absolutely. No, absolutely. Oh, Oh
1: yeah. man, he got yeah. raped. You know, <laughs> raped. Yeah,
2: Talk got, about sex crimes, man. You yeah, should got, open up a case I on got that got dude, man. Really interesting question. A question that a lot of people ask uh, relative <clears for> to <throat> special victims. Does special victims have a high level, or a low level, or medium level of false reports?
0: Uh, you know, I know John. You know, we're talking about John Savino, and putting yeah, put in yeah. his book that it's it's, it's pretty high. It, it's certainly not at the one or two
2: percent. Um, I don't, I don't know. Attach not to, you know, you know, lock you into this percentage. But is it a high level of false reports or is it medium or is it low? What is it? It's
0: it's higher than what is being presented as what is acceptable. And they're always talking about, you know, well, there's a lot of unreporting and there is unreporting. Sure. There's no question. But of the cases that are actually reported there there's a significant percentage that are false reports and why is that it it depends on the case uh you know i I've, I've looked through cases or i I've, I've done interviews where you know you know one of the biggest days for false reports is new year's day right the morning after the morning after there's no way i would have agreed to have sex with this guy if 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 i had, hadn't been drugged or or drunk to the right. point where i was unconscious or well, I should have been home with my, you know, with my husband or so and so, or you know, according to my parole, I have to be home at nine o'clock every night, and I wasn't. Uh, I mean, it just goes on and on and on. I had a, a brutal case, in a sense, and we have that uh, this woman she was drinking, she was hanging out with her girlfriends up in, in uh, Washington Heights, and they, a couple of them went in to get something to eat, and it's like two o'clock in the morning, and I believe all the girls that were in the car were from New Jersey. And they come back out and one of the girls gone. So they're panicking. They're trying to call and everything. What she did is she was drunk. She got out. She got in a van. When some guys were hitting on her and it was a group of guys in the van and they take her off. And now her girlfriends are all panicking, trying to find her. And what happens is one of the guys is doing a full court press on her and he, he wants to have something sexual from her and she wasn't giving, she wasn't giving it up at all. And one of the other guys that was in the front seat, as I recall, was saying, you know, take it easy, take it easy, leave her. And he says, you know, she's not, throw her out here right on the highway. And the other guy's like, no, we're not going to do that. And they drop her off. He gets back. Now, this is a couple of hours. It's, you know, practically morning. The other girls, there's a a big brouhaha between the girls. And two of the girls, her and another girl in the car, end up getting a little brawl. Like, you know, duking it out. Mm -hmm. And and the girl who was in the van gets battered. Matter of fact, I think they even broke the windshield. And one of the girls during this says, well, where were you? What happened? Did you get raped? Yes, I got raped. Mm -hmm. Right? Now there's an investigation from my old office. And they're investigating this. And what do they have? They bring her there. All right. We don't have DNA. She's all beat up. And the others fail to mention that she's beat up because yeah. she, she they had a brawl in the car. Yeah. Yeah. And they end up doing a, a thorough enough investigation that they identify, really, they identify two guys in the car. And the one guy in the car uh, goes to trial. He's like, I didn't have sex with her. And it was the guy who was really giving a full court press. Yeah. They got the one of the other four guys in the car, but she doesn't identify him because he was nice to her. Mm-hmm. He goes to trial. He gets convicted. He goes upstate. So these things—I mean, this is an exception. Yeah. Because this is why you have sex crimes detectives and and sex crimes DAs that are focused on this kind of stuff.
2: Because not only did they, but have to I, was, they didn't make a mistake. He was innocent. Because him, most
0: right? of the time you pick it up, but in this case it wasn't picked up. Yeah. And he went upstate, and after a couple of years, oh, man. and and you know how sex crimes—you know—how you know, how you're treated in prison. are treated in yeah. prison. Yeah. And uh, he ended up having you know. Second heart. Now sometimes people come back that were generally victims and they recant because they just they they just don't want the guy in prison or whatever it is, but it genuinely happened to them. In this case she recants to somebody, to the clergy that it comes around to us and I end up doing a thorough investigation. I end up identifying all the guys that were in the car. Which all were pretty much, as I recall, incarcerated. A number of them in Pennsylvania, in a, you know, wow. in a federal for other, facility. For other stuff, right? For other stuff. And mm-hmm. just
2: imagine the amount of work that that. But, but not sex crimes. Right? Right? Mm-hmm. Huge, huge investigation. Is,
0: yeah. uh, and he ends up getting released. And, and she ends up getting... Uh, she takes a plea. She gets... So I arrested because her.
2: Because
0: of you. Yes. I arrested her and... For filing a false report. Filing a
2: false report. Did she go to jail? Or?
0: Perjury. Perjury. Right? Because uh, she testified at the trial. And she ended up wow. going to jail.
2: Wow. Well, thank God but for that,
0: detectives that's, that's like you. Luckily, it is exception.
1: Yeah, that was that was beautiful work. And um, let's pray that there's many, many more detectives out there working right now, especially in special victims, that had, uh, that learned from you, and that are um, well, you left behind a legacy of great, great detective work.
2: Well,
0: I, I was with a great group of detectives. It was a great team. We had some stars, Everybody always says some, that. Yeah, the, we, the stars, we did. The good guy have a number of stars. The
1: good guys always say that. They always uh, reference their team, man. And that, that's, that's, that's a, the sign of a good guy. Yeah. I wouldn't give credit to anybody. I would just be like, "Oh, no, that was me. I saw that by myself. And, uh, this book, that I worked by myself, as a matter of fact. I, was I didn't even work in the precinct. They let me work from home. <laughs> that's how great I was. No. But there's so much more to talk about. We didn't get to a chance to cover your, uh, your time in the DA squad. Um, even though we did a little bit. Mm-hmm. But we didn't get a chance to focus focus on it the way we wanted to, but that's what happens when you're having fun, right, Bill? Well,
2: time in right. Afghanistan. We didn't even get. Oh yeah, to you wanted that. to talk about that's well, another he hour. Obviously, has to come back. Would you mind coming back? I wouldn't mind coming back. Yeah, we'd love to have you, man. Thanks a lot for coming by. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. you
1: were Thanks for having you know. me.
2: You know, you when know, I, well, I was teaching in college, I brought Eddie in as a lecturer. He was he was great. Yeah, but yeah, he's good. Cases are I, just, uh, I, they're fantastic. fascinating.
1: Yeah. There's so many of them. Like yeah. I mentioned earlier, there are just so many cases. that are. You're cutting yourself off, and you're starting on another case that's even more fascinating and then guess what there's one on top of that one yeah. that's more
2: fascinating mm-hmm. and you know some of the people that are listening that are you know tv addicts watching svu and law and order this is so much different because it's, it's a real gritty real down to you know this is how i the think we just basically really scratched
1: the surface yeah. to you today mm-hmm. like i said we'd love to have you back is there anything you Thank want to you. say in parting?
2: uh
0: no i am just well i appreciate being on uh i know there's some really great people that are dedicated to this work and and you, hoping hoping that anything? Continue to you got anything to sell you got a book a shirt no no shirts. books no shirts <laughs> huh? nothing to sell
2: you gotta get some svu shirts <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah really i'll
0: wear one next time you
2: know the only thing i could say is you're part of a great fraternity of detectives that have been on this show already unbelievable mm. superstars yeah, yeah. i'm excited sergeants tommy kennedy you know yeah. michael we've O'Keefe, had a good run so far we've Ralph been blessed Freeman, and it just I keeps mean, you know uh, it's don't don't know, know, consistent detective great guys pat? oh my god how can i leave detective pat out you know but we'd love to
1: have you back, man. we definitely love to Thank have you. you back. Thanks for coming course, in. Joe Belcastro. I can yeah. Throw him
2: in there. Yeah, sides. that was great, you too. You didn't mention my name, either. <laughs> Joe um, Belcastro, great. Bill, anything in parting? You want to... No, nah, you know something? The show... Uh is really, for me, it, it brings back sort of great memories of some of the great cases I worked out, some of the great detectives I've worked with. And I just think it's a it's important, uh, not only that we bring humor to it, but some of the people out in police land and out in, that are listening to this really get to f- see and feel mm-hmm. the real... Real police work, you know, whether it's investigation or anti-crime work or whatever it is, yeah. we've had some of the superstars from the NYPD on this show, and I'm proud to be part of it. Yeah, me too. I was proud. It's I worked for 20 years, man. I worked uh, with some of the
1: the best cops in the world, yeah. man. And it was a good. It was a. It was awesome being able to watch them work, especially because, you know, I was right there with them watching them work. I mean, I didn't really get involved too much, but I loved watching them work, and now I I get to hear your stories too, man. You guys are a fascinating bunch, man. I can't get away from you. All right, on behalf of uh, Police Off the Cuff, uh, Bill Cannon, once again, we want to say thank you to Edward Taki for coming in, and uh, we look forward to having you back. Peace. Thank you. Thank you.
2: What's in the... What's